and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with Julie, the editor of thewrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. I'm magnetised by your beautiful eyes, Dan. Uh, yeah, we, we should probably <laughs> uh, probably mention this is this is the first time ever that we've actually uh, recorded in the same room together, uh, not through the, the magic of the internet. So uh, yeah, this we're probably a little bit echoey, but uh, it's the same great stuff as, uh, as you get every uh, every week. Um, the regular season is uh, quickly drawing to a uh, close, and this week we're going to be uh, looking back at the week that was week 16, as well as making our all-important picks, well, all-important for G, uh, for the, uh, the final week of the season, week 17. First, though, as always, let's take a look at some of the talking points around the league. Before we do that, though, how you doing, G? You had a, a uh, nice Christmas? Yeah, it was great. I had lots of family around. Um, we've just sort of got the house back under control again, as we've, we've, we've done phases one and two of Christmas. Phase three is coming in a couple of days' time, mm-hmm. but all going well so far. And you, sir? Yeah, not, not bad. It was uh, fairly quiet. I had, uh, had my dad round for, uh, for Christmas Day, which was lovely. Uh, and yeah, it was a uh, yeah, no, a nice, nice Christmas. I'm I'm back to work tomorrow, so uh, well, I'm very sorry for you. I assume your dad didn't spend the entire time bigging up how well the Vikings are doing and how poorly the Dolphins are. I mean, not the entire time. Let's have a look at some of the, uh, the talking points, as I say, uh, from around the league. And obviously, with it being Christmas this week, uh, we've I suppose the uh, it's it's been a little bit quiet on the uh, on the on the news front, I suppose. But uh, one thing that is is always nice to see around Christmas is the uh, the players giving back to the uh, to, to the fans. Um, Jadavian Clowney um, this week uh, he, he gave some some trash cans. Uh, full of toys to gifts uh, and, and gifts, sorry, to people in need. Um, he caused a bit of controversy last week when he when he called the Jags QB uh, Blake Bortles trash following the uh, the Texans forty five to seven point loss to the Jaguars. Um, Jags fans decided to start sending him trash cans uh, to the Texans uh, training facility, which is fair enough following that comment. Um, and he decided to to take a negative, turn it into a positive, uh, and he said on Twitter that he was inspired to fill the trash cans with. Uh, with toys and gifts for uh, for local women and children in need, it's it's really great to see that kind of thing, that kind of uh, generosity at Christmas. Um, it, there's always ex- examples of this kind of thing every year, isn't there? Yeah, it's one of those things that um, sort of probably a bit. I'm not sure that there's more people doing things in the American Football League than there are over in, um, say, the Premiership over here. But being American, they're a bit more upfront about it. And <laughs> if you follow any of your team sites you will see around this time of year that there are mo- every there are so many players with foundations and there are a lot that around the holidays that are doing drives be it Thanksgiving or Christmas and so it's nice to um, remember the good things that, that, that happen in the league whilst um, the headlines are so often grabbed by the negative things and obviously they deserve covering and, and covering in with due diligence but it is a nice reminder that there are an awful lot of really good guys in the league absolutely I mean one thing that, uh, that I did see this week as well one thing I, I literally saw on on, uh, on the internet today was people thanking their, uh, their the players for their for their fantasy teams by by making donations to those <laughs> to those those foundations and people like Todd Gurley uh, and 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 uh, Le'Veon Bell people who've who've, who've won their leagues because of, uh, <laughs> of, of big big numbers from them people have been giving uh, given to their foundations which is, I think is really nice that is really nice because so often when you hear about um, players and discussing the fantasy leagues is in an active context of I don't care about your fantasy league you know I've got my own career to follow etc so it's kind of nice to see a player and a fantasy league in a positive in a positive context of them of players giving back and yeah you know donations to the foundation always a good thing absolutely I mean do you think do you think this this kind of thing should get a bit more publicity obviously throughout the year we and we're probably guilty of it as well a lot of the negative press is is kind of from the players. Uh, doing doing not so good things throughout the uh, throughout the year. This kind of thing should surely needs a bit more a uh, bit more publicising. I think. See, 
I do think it should be covered. There is only so much space. And the problem is that the reason it's covered is it generates clicks. But there's also, yeah. there are important points to cover. And I think it is important for us when you're looking at someone like Joe Mixon and the terrible stuff that happened at college. And, you know, when you look at the endemic violence against women in society, yeah. it's important that we do that with due diligence and co- and coverage. But, yeah, that doesn't mean that we should forget that there are a lot of other players doing good things around the league. That's it. The, the other thing that, uh, that I always like to uh, like to see at uh, at Christmas is what some of the players have got each other. Um, <laughs> the, there, was a, there was a big thing on uh, on, on NFL.com about the uh, about things like um, Carson Wentz got got the whole of the the Eagles' offensive line custom cowboy boots uh, and things like that. Uh, what else was that? I'm trying to try to think of uh, of the other ones. Um, you usually yeah, it's usually running backs and quarterbacks looking after their offensive line, which you know is understandable from a performance management point yeah. of view, as well as being a good teammate. Absolutely, that's that's it. I mean, yeah, the other ones, things like Jared Goff as well, got his uh, his offensive line Yeti cooler bags, and and there's, there's, yeah, it's 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 a nice uh, it's a nice little thing to uh, to see. Todd Gurley as well got the uh, Rams ex- offensive line uh, Xbox One X's, so uh, that's very nice. That's something I could have done with. He could have he could have given one of those to me. For uh, nice I'm not coverage. sure what your contribution to the Rams amazing turnaround this season uh, some, some nice coverage through my podcast it's, it's fun <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's move on Sorry, let's have a look at uh, some of the other uh, couple of other bits like I say fairly quiet week this uh, this week the big thing uh, I suppose was, was James Harrison who, who just yesterday a former Steeler uh, signed with the Patriots didn't he so they're going to have to get some more weights in the uh, Patriots weight room yeah probably I mean this feels like the most Patriots of Patriot moves. I mean, he's not been playing much for the Steelers at all this year. Um, and so there are questions about how much he'll be able to contribute. But yeah. if nothing else, the Patriots might have to change some some signals on defence and we'll get an up-to-date scouting of what the defence thinks going against the Patriots' offence. Um, and James Harrison is one of those players that I'm going to believe he's dead when he's actually dead. He, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I know I'm making him sound like a zombie at the moment, but by what that, what I mean is I will believe that he's not able to contribute when the Patriots cut him after he's failed to contribute in two weeks. Otherwise, it would just be the most Bill Belichick thing ever to be able to wring something out of um, James Harrison in pass rushing situations and it put them over the top in a playoff game. Would you? Would it not? Does it not strike you as, as have that ominous feeling? Yeah, I, I could absolutely see. Yeah, I, I could see that happening completely. It's uh, it's we're going to have to wait and see what uh, what happens when it gets to the uh, the playoffs, I suppose. But uh, the what, one team that are going to the playoffs are, are obviously the Rams. Another another thing that, that caught my eye in the in the, uh, the, the the week this week was Jeff Fisher, former former Rams head coach, very publicly uh, fired on on all or nothing. Uh, last year, he he's been saying that he left the team in a good shape uh, when he was fired at the end of the season. The players, on the other hand, have been a little less positive, haven't they? Um, I haven't seen much of the player reaction. I saw that comment in your notes, and I mean, I'm interested to hear what you say about that. But the problem that Jeff Fisher is going to have is that two of his quarterbacks who failed to do anything last season are going to the playoffs and have played very well for their respective teams. And with how bad Jared Goff played last season and the lack of development and just the fact that apparently Jeff um, Fisher is a quarterback killer... um, He's saying that, I think, because he'll be looking to get back in the league next year. And there might even be a case for him to be his defensive coordinator. But, you know, I'd be a little worried and somewhat surprised if he was made head coach again. Yeah, I think think you're spot on. I think, um, I can't remember the exact exact quotes from the players, but they they have been... Off the back of the uh, the Jeff Fisher comments, they have been very very positive about Sean McVay and how he's how he's come across and how he's uh, how he's helped the team out this year. So, yeah, I think it's more in what they didn't say than what they did. Fair enough. <laughs> 
Okay, let's have a look back at the uh, the penultimate uh, week, full full week of the uh, of the regular season. I can't, I cannot believe we're already at that uh, that stage. But uh, yeah, this is the uh, the final time we're going to be uh, be be, be uh, go doing the picks this week, which is uh, which is strange. Anyway, week sixteen, um, we started uh, obviously on uh, Saturday night, Christmas uh, day before Christmas Eve. Um, the first game we watched was the Falcons and the Saints. Um, both of the teams were uh, wanted to obviously needed a win to, uh, to to put themselves automatically through to the uh, to the playoffs, um, and it was the Saints who got it. It ended up twenty three points for thirteen to the New Orleans Saints. It was a pretty dominant performance from the Saints. Falcons didn't really get a, they didn't get a point until the second half. Uh, yeah, what wasn't very good from the Falcons was it? No, it really wasn't. And the problem is the Falcons have been up and down all, all season, and it really feels like the offense has taken a step back this year. And that isn't necessarily surprising given how well the offence played the year before, but it's more than just regressing to the mean. They seem to have taken like a big step backwards. And they have all the players necessary. I mean, you know, Julio Jones is a terrifying receiver yeah, that would, 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 would uh, um, grace many a squad. And um, between they've got a good stable of running backs, and Mohamed Sanu is a good player. Matt Wright. Ryan is a good quarterback. I'm not sure if he's great, but he put up amazing numbers last season. It's just not come together. And I think the Saints might have had a point to prove after losing their previous meeting a couple of weeks back. And yeah, that defense looked a lot better um, in this game, didn't it? Oh, it definitely did. I mean, neither offense was really particularly up, up to much. I mean, the, the, certainly on, on sort of when you get to got to things like third downs, uh, the Falcons were two and thirteen, Saints were three and thirteen. So not a, not a lot to go on there. And, and and they, they also the, uh, the 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 Falcons line obviously crumbled a bit as well because uh, Matt Ryan was sacked five times. Yeah, and um, it's Jordan Cameron's been playing well all season. We've talked about him in the past, and I'm sure I did a coaching tape on him. And um, it, it was kind of one of those games where um, and they just couldn't move the ball consistently and uh, there was an awful lot of penalties against yeah. the Falcons in particular. Yeah, there was. So so it felt like not only could they not get anything going on offense, but Every time they look like they might get something going, they manage to kick themselves in the um, kick themselves in the leg and fall over. Yeah, I mean, I was I was quite surprised when I looked back at the uh, the stats and saw that Julio Jones had got 149 yards out of it. I know he'd done okay, but 149 didn't didn't certainly didn't look like that throughout the game. No, um, Martin Marcus Lattimore seemed to be doing a pretty mm, good job did, of, yeah. of, of playing him, even even though he clearly had a productive day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the on the other side of the ball, looking at uh, Drew Brees. Um, he is closing in on another record. He became the third player to throw for over seventy thousand career yards uh, behind uh, Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. So he's he's had a he's not a bad season either, has he? No, I mean it's been a quieter season, but that's almost been to the, to his benefit because he's not had to work as hard to keep the Saints in, in in games. They now have a very effective running game, yeah, and a, a, a much much better defense. And so as a consequence of that, he's he's been good and solid without having to be spectacular, and yet is still putting up numbers and. You know, has shown when they've needed to it that most of the times he's been able to answer the bell and um, get yards. Yeah, I mean that. That being said, he did throw an interception to to Deion Jones, which he, he returned uh, for forty one yards, and that was quite a uh, quite a biggie. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was not great, no, but um, he's done enough this year, and it's another four thousand yard uh, rushing. You know, or oh, sorry, it's another four thousand yard passing passing year by the looks of it. And yeah. okay, he won't be five thousand this year, but he didn't need to be. No, he didn't. He didn't. Well, the uh, the Saints uh, clinched their place in the playoffs with this one, but uh, they haven't quite settled the uh, the top spot in the uh, NFC South. It's going to depend on what uh, 
what happens between them and the uh, and, and the and the Panthers this week. So uh, yeah, G, uh, G uh, picked the uh, Saints on this one and got that one correct. Uh, so good start for G. Um, the Jags and the 49ers was the uh, the second team uh, second game that we watched. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Francisco 49ers. Good game this one. It was uh, ended up 44-33 to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Garoppolo has absolutely turned the 49ers around. Uh, things looking a lot more positive for them in, for San San Francisco. Um, Although that being said, going into this one, Jacksonville had already clinched their division, so there wasn't quite so much up for um, needed to uh, to be done, was there? Yes and no. I don't. It didn't have. It felt like a competitive game, and it wasn't. It didn't look like they sort of rested their starters or anything. No. But the defense didn't play up to um, the challenge of Garoppolo, and you know he has to be getting. I would imagine not only excited, but the fans overexcited and predicting, mm. oh, we're going to the Super Bowl next year. But, you know, he has to lose a game at some point. <laughs> and I, I must admit, going up against the, the league's best um, defence by, uh, or best passing defence by DVOA, I expected him to be slowed down a little. And his oh, numbers yeah. don't look spectacular if you just look at his stats, but the confidence he gives the team and the way, the way he led them, they were moving the ball efficiently on the Jags all all game and uh, yeah I could not have been more wrong about what ha- actually turned out happening in this game no absolutely not I, did, I think uh, I think a lot of people would have gone for the uh, gone for the for the Jaguars on this one it, it, it just looked ominous like it, like it was going to that run was going to come to an end wasn't it but uh, it didn't but uh, there, was, there was a big couple of plays in the, in the second quarter uh, Dante Johnson uh, returned an interception for a touchdown for the 49ers and then uh, on the on the next play on the uh, on the on the on the kick attempt um the Jags returned a block, blocked uh, kick for two points. Yeah, it's not often you get to see that. And, and it was well blocked too. He came off the end and there was like a pair of them you know, grabbed the ball and had you know somebody to run interference mm. behind him. It was you, you don't get to see those plays very often. And the thing, going back two steps to how we got there, the Bortles interceptions, he threw a number in this game. And I don't know if it's my fault for having looked at him on coaching tape and being pleasantly... <laughs> you know, I mean, he looked competent. I wasn't going overboard. But, you know, I, I, you know, I sort of gave him a vote of confidence that if he did well in the playoffs, you know, the, the front office would, would have to make a decision about what to do him in the in the off-season. And, you know, it might not be so ludicrous to pay him money. And then mm. he drops a performance like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, that, was, that was the thing. He threw three interceptions. That was the first ones he'd thrown in, in weeks. I can't remember when the last time he... He threw an interception once, but uh, yeah, not not good for Bortles. But they, I mean, the Jags really got they got going in the, in the second half, didn't they? They really, really tried to make a comeback. They got they got within four points with a, with a minute and fifty to go, but then there was a field goal from the 49ers uh, with just over a minute to go, got got them the win. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty good for uh, for San Francisco. Yeah, and even Keenan Cole sort of got over hundred yards again, and you know it looks like he's really beginning to develop a relationship with Bortles. And, and given the injuries that the Jaguars have had it receiver they'll definitely want to keep that going going into the playoffs if they want to um, cause some problems they will well as we've uh, as we both said we uh, we both picked the uh, the Jaguars and, and got this one very very wrong uh, <laughs> so yeah oh well uh, no no points for either is uh, on that one um, the third game was the Dolphins and the Chiefs it was the Dolphins doing their very best Santa impression and giving the Chiefs fans a really nice Christmas present the, uh, it ended up at 29 points to 13 uh, to Kansas City uh, Chiefs wanted to guarantee their own fate uh, and make the playoffs by, by winning it this week um, it was hardly a classic was it no point at no point did I think the Dolphins looked like they might even even try and take control and win this one no, but they kept me going for maybe two, two and a half quarters a half that they might cover. No, no, <laughs> for two and a half quarters and they might keep keep it close enough to cover the like 12 and a half points I needed for, for, for a pick and they didn't even manage that. I mean, it was... 
they just never seem to get going particularly other than that one um, big play the Jack and Grant one yeah the touchdown the long touchdown yeah. apart from that it didn't feel like anything got going on offense no I mean Jack and Grant absolutely he, he just bulldozed his way through the uh, through the through the Kansas City Chiefs defense didn't he it was, it was quite a uh, quite a good touchdown to be fair yeah, and he shows some speed, and, and yet another um, sort of alternative um, option for you guys mm-hmm. in the passing game. And, yeah. and, and it's like there really are a lot of good skills players. If you could just shore up the offensive line and do something long term at quarterback, and I'm going to say the Kirk Cousins name because I think he's just going to be um, linked with any team. Everybody, yeah, anyone who who's, needs a quarterback. Any team who needs a quarterback and sort of is not is not in the Brown situation where they're rebuilding from scratch because, you know, he is he's of an age where you need to, to turn around and start going straight away. But, you yeah. know, it might not be such a dark move for the Dolphins, but you do need to do something about your line. We well, you definitely do. I mean, the thing that struck me was the fact we didn't convert a third or fourth down all game. Yeah. Which is just her- horrendous. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Believe me, I've been I, I, I've sort of not quite the same, but you know the Bengals have had offensive line problems all season, and and, and you know ha, have had so many shutouts in the second half that you know I I, I feel your frustration, and, mm. and yes, it was. Should we talk about how good the Chiefs were because they seem to be coming they, good again at the right moment? They they really were very much so. Yeah, I, I thought they were they, the, the Chiefs looked very good. It was it was a it was it was a pretty. I, I say this quite. I, I know I say this term quite a lot. It was quite a dominant, uh, dominant <laughs> display, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean the defense was um, was much more impressive than I'd thought in recent weeks, and, and the offense has, has come around for a couple of weeks now since um, Andy Reid gave up the play calling, and they're and they're not playing as well. I would say as they did when they ran out ran out five straight at the start of the season, but they've sort of got it round enough that I don't think many people would fancy playing them in the in the playoffs. In, no. You know, in the upcoming weeks. No, I wouldn't have thought so. It was it was a, it was quite a busy day for Harrison Booker, wasn't it? Their uh, their kicker made made five out of six field goal attempts. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you, you know how some teams really struggle to get a, a quality kicker, and you know, whinging about the Bengals yet again. Jake Elliott is <laughs> off kicking, you know, sixty yard plus and doing well for the Eagles. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, the uh, Chiefs end up having to cut. Um, Santos for for him being an injury and have picked up another kick, kicker who's playing really really well for them. Mm. That's it. I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a funny position, isn't it? It's one of those one of those where people very very often you see them you see them do do terribly at one team, but get, end up getting released and then and then go and absolutely shine somewhere else. Yeah, so. and it's it, it's a strange position, and I, I know that it feels to a lot of people like it's a. It's like a strange thing that we have all these large, big, tough football players, and then you know a kicker could be as important to a yeah. win as anything else. Oh, but you know, one of the nice things about American football is that you know there are positions for, for almost all body types as long as you're tough enough to yeah. know, take the hits. Absolutely, that's it. Well, uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs are, uh, are through to the uh, the playoffs. They've clinched their division. Uh, Dolphins. Uh, well, we just we just stopped scoring at halftime. So uh, yeah, while while our hopes were. Slightly, somehow, still alive uh, before the game. They're they're certainly not anymore, and and neither has neither has got the uh, point on this one either. Just to make, just to rub things in, because we both went for the uh, for the Dolphins. Well, look on the look on the bright side. Just like the Bengals this year, the Dolphins can't lose on Wild Card Weekend. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Well, uh, speaking of the Bengals, the uh, the last game, as always, we're going to uh, take a look at the Bengals. We, uh, we had, a, had a week off them last week, so uh, we're back to uh, to Cincinnati and, uh, <laughs> and seeing, the, seeing the, uh, the Bengals this week. Uh, Lions have won their, uh, their... They were playing the Detroit Lions, who had uh, won their last couple of uh, games 
uh, going into this one, while the Bengals haven't won since week twelve, uh, and they yeah they they got the, they got the win here. It was twenty six points to seventeen to the Cincinnati Bengals, and it was actually a pretty close game, wasn't it? It was pretty back and forth until the Bengals sort of touched down with with less than two minutes remaining, won in the game. Yeah, I mean it was it was a slightly strange game. I mean the Bengals are still very injured. We actually started our, our starting left guard at left tackle this week, nice. and. Vontez Perfect was injured again and so came back and played but we we're back to our young linebacking core and I think that's why Eric Ebron um, did as well as he did in the receiving game yeah. because we had young and experienced linebackers out there that weren't able to um, keep up with him but apart from some success with Ebron it didn't feel like the Lions could consistently move the ball and the Bengals got a lot of good pressure and the one thing that I've been talking about all season that has been effective has been the Bengals pass rush yeah I mean you're spot on one of the things- I was going to say actually is, is other than Ebron they, they didn't really move the ball very much it's not certainly not very effectively and he didn't have much chance to I mean uh, Carlos Dunlap has been um, one of the better interior pass rushers in the league for a while now uh, we've had um, Carl Lawson who's um, a rookie pass rusher this, this year that's done amazingly well uh, um, and I th- last time I looked he still le- led the league um, for rookie pass rushers I don't know if that's still true for sacks but you know mm-hmm. he's, he's had an undeniably good year and on, on a team also where traditionally rookies haven't played so the yeah. fact that he's played such a big role really is a sign of, of how good he's been um, yet again the offence has struggled Joe Mixon got dinged up and went out in the first quarter which gave Giovanni Bernard a chance to run the ball and look effective and he really has for a large chunks of his season looked pretty good he looked very good in the, he certainly looked very good in this one 116 rushing yards and 52 uh, receiving yards as well so I think I think he was the third highest scoring player all, all, all week in, the, in, uh, in, in fantasy uh, yeah it wouldn't surprise me I mean he's you don't want to run him into the ground because he's, he's that kind of build where you don't want you know he's not like a bell cow 240 yeah. pound plus guy who just runs between the tackles and, and, and gets your yards but um, he, he's shown that he can carry the ball over 20 times if needed and, and the Bengals have been injured enough that they have needed him to carry more of a, more of a load recently yeah I mean it was, it was the, the Lions are now out of the playoff race on that so that's them done that's them done for the season now but uh, and, and while it wasn't a, a hugely significant win for the Bengals, it, it's always nice to get a win towards this, this, this end of the season. It, it, it's Marvin Lewis's um, last game uh, at Paul Brown Stadium this season. It could be his last game as at, at home uh, as the Bengals head coach. Yeah. We really don't know what's going on there, but all rumours seem to point to him not being there next season. So, yeah, nice to get a win for coach, and we'll see what happens next week and next season. Absolutely. Well, uh, we both got this. This was another one we both got wrong. We uh, both picked the uh, the Lions in what was a pretty poor week of picking, actually. Well, yeah, I was going to say, going to say, you, you made it sound like a surprise. I think it yeah. was like six and eight between us, so it was not great. No, exactly. I think if, if I think of anyone, I think my dad ended up with the, uh, the, the 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 best picker of the week from the yeah. from our league. Anyway, yeah. So let's have a look at the uh, the, the rest of the games this week. Then the uh, the Ravens were uh, within sniffing distance of the wild composition, so they really need to get a uh, a win this week. And uh, yeah, they managed it against the. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts uh, it was it was sixteen points to twenty three to the Baltimore Ravens and uh, with six field goals this one was uh, a good one for the uh, for the kickers with Adam Vinatieri uh, and Justin Tucker scoring three each uh, but it was the Ravens two touchdowns which gave them the game and put them one step closer to another season in the playoffs with those two kickers I'm slightly surprised you didn't demand we watch that game this week <laughs> <laughs> that may be something I demand you watch for coaching tape. But, uh, <laughs> Do you want me to watch kicking coaching yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vikings and the Packers. The uh, well, Aaron Rodgers was out of this one, having come back early last uh, 
last week and um, failed to impress. But this uh, it's always a bit of a tasty game, this one between the uh, the Vikings and the Packers. Uh, the Packers didn't manage to score at all. Vikings dominated the game. It was 16 points to nothing. Uh, there weren't many yards in the game. Uh, both 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 quarterbacks threw for for less than 140 yards, uh, but the points uh, went or went uh, yeah went one way. The Patriots have already qualified for the playoffs, but uh, the Bills went into this one pretty much needing to win both their final two games uh, to break their unfortunate record of uh, being the team with the most years uh, since their uh, last playoff appearance. They couldn't do it here, but somehow, because of uh, how other games went, they are technically still mathematically in it. Uh, it was 37 points to, uh, to 16 to the, uh, to the Bills. Uh, the Patriots won fairly comfortably, despite things being level at half time. Uh, and it, it, yeah, it, it looks it looks they're they're, they're pretty much uh, out of things now for uh, another year. Sorry, Bills fans. I'm going to be supporting the Bills and every scenario that puts them in so hard next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the uh, the Browns and the Bears was technically a uh, dead rubber as both of the, uh, the those teams were were out of it. Uh, the Browns had something much bigger in, than the playoffs on their minds. Their first win. Uh, and yeah, they, they they couldn't get it. Unfortunately, they uh, they managed just one kick before half time. It was it was uh, twenty points to three uh, to the Chicago Bears. Well, uh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky uh, led his team to victory uh, on Christmas Eve. There was an NFC South divisional game this week. It was the uh, the Bucks and the Panthers. Uh, Panthers uh, keeping pace with the Saints at the top of the division and a winner to see their season continue beyond next week. And that was what they uh, they got. Uh, they confirmed themselves a place in the playoffs with a twenty two points to nineteen win. Uh, it was a close one though, uh, and the uh, the Panthers needed a touchdown uh, in the last minute to get the win here. So uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what happens between uh, between uh, in the, in their game and the uh, the Saints game. To see who takes the uh, division this this week. Uh, both the Broncos and the Redskins are out of the uh, the playoff hunt, but uh, they had a points prove uh, with and some uh, some face to save this week. Uh, Brock Osweiler started for the Broncos after Simeon's injury last week. Uh, the, the Redskins won this one uh, very comfortably. Uh, it would have looked a lot worse than it did for the Broncos if they hadn't got themselves a consolation touchdown towards the end. It was twenty seven points to eleven to the Washington Redskins. The Rams need to either uh, win their game or hope that Seattle uh, lost theirs to clinch the NFC West. Uh, the Titans weren't out of it yet either, uh, given uh, given their uh, results in the uh, in the run up. Uh, it was twenty seven points to twenty three to the Rams, so they got their uh, their victory and their place in the playoffs. Uh, Jared Goff once again looked unstoppable, and Todd Gurley left the league questioning whether he's actually human or not with one hundred and eighteen rushing yards and one hundred and fifty eight receiving yards and uh, scoring two touchdowns in the process as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it does mean that the, uh, the Titans' season is now over. Uh, the other, the other half, the other half of, uh, of LA, as I've started uh, referring to them, the LA Chargers, uh, and they uh, they played the uh, the New York Jets last time they met. Uh, the Chargers shut out the Jets by 31 points to zero back in 2014, uh, and while that didn't quite happen here, it was uh, it was it was the same uh, same result and a low scoring affair. Uh, it was two touchdowns to one, which gave the uh, the Chargers the win by 14 points to seven. Chargers are now the last team who can steal a wild card slot. Uh, they need to uh, beat the Raiders uh, next week and hope that other results go their way as well to uh, to do it. I, I I have to say that looking at the tables, the Tennessee Titans at eight and seven. If both the Bills and the Chargers lose, then they get that last wild card spot. So yeah, I thought they were out of it. No, obviously by my it looks to me like they're still in the running, but you know they are relying on other people losing as well. Yeah. 
Which is never a, a nice position to be no. in. <laughs> Uh, there was a lot on the line in the uh, the Seahawks and the Cowboys game. It ended up at, at uh, the Seattle Seahawks 21, Dallas Cowboys 12. Both teams going into this one were just one game behind the wildcard teams. So both really needed the win. And like I say, it was the uh, Seahawks that got it. Uh, Zeke's return couldn't uh, stop the Seahawks from picking up the win. He managed to put nearly 100 yards on the board. But uh, Dak Prescott's two interceptions and four sacks meant that they struggled to take advantage. And the, uh, the Seahawks need a win next week and for the Falcons to lose to make the, uh, the postseason. Uh, the Giants and the Cardinals was another one where both the teams were out of it but playing for pride uh, to give their fans something to uh, enjoy just before Christmas and uh, yeah there was no pride to be had for the for the New York Giants though their fans would have gone home very very sore heads uh, on, on Sunday night having uh, been shut out this week it was 23 points to zero to the Arizona Cardinals uh, Larry Fitzgerald received 119 yards uh, and even threw one for 21 yards as well and um, I think that's pretty much like his first career reception he's only thrown the ball three times but it's not a common thing <laughs> That's it. Well, uh, Christmas Day saw a couple of games this year as well. Uh, the first of the Christmas Day uh, games was the uh, the Steelers and the Texans. Uh, the Steelers had already clinched their division, so they were really just playing for some home, home field advantage uh, this week with a win, which they did get comfortably. It was 34 points to 6 to the uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Houston had a pretty good running game through Alfred Blue and Lamar Miller, but they struggled with anything through the air, totaling just 93 passing yards all game. Uh, and yeah, the result gives the Steelers their first round bye in the playoffs. Uh, the pressure was off for the Eagles uh, also on Christmas on Christmas Day um, after qualifying last week for the postseason. But they were still playing to uh, take the home field advantage again uh, while the Raiders were still in it. Uh, they needed a win and some help elsewhere to get through. Uh, they didn't get that win. It was the Eagles that got the win and the home advantage uh, after this one. Uh, they killed off the, the Oakland Raiders' chances uh, in the meantime. It was 19 points to 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and while he's not setting the world alight, Nick Foles certainly seems to be keeping Philly ticking over while Carson Wentz is in recovery. It's a right, and Jay, it's that time as always to uh, take a look at what you've been writing about on the blog. Uh, even with Christmas uh, over the uh, over the weekend, you still managed to uh, to get a, a piece in. Uh, this week, you took a uh, close look at Blake Bortles for the coaching tape, the uh, Jags quarterback. Uh, what did you, what did you think of Blake Bortles? Well, obviously, I'm only talking about the tape I watched as opposed to what happened in the game yes, at the weekend. Yeah. But um, what I saw was a competent quarterback who was doing what he needed to within the constraints of the offense. And um, they talked, if you remember this coach talking at the start of the season, that he thought the ideal situation was his quarterback would never throw the ball, which is not the most, the most progressive view of yeah. a, a football in the 21st century. But um, I think... The important thing is that this is another team that runs the ball effectively and then uses play action a lot. And he certainly seems to be most comfortable when we're running play action and getting the ball out quickly. His mechanics look so much better than last year. If you remember last year, they got so out of whack that the ball was dipping around almost to his waist before mm. he threw the ball. And that's, you know, so his release is a lot cleaner. Um, the ball's not sailing. It looks... You know, it didn't look amazing, but it looked competent, and and that was all they need out of him with that defense um, playing the way it is. Yeah, uh, what what is it you're uh, planning on looking at this week? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll be honest. I, I'm actually thinking that I might take a look at kickers. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Chandler Jones for the Cardinals, who's having an amazing pass rushing year, and not, not a lot of people are talking about it. And with me only basically having this this week before we start getting into playoffs and, and all that, and less time for coaching tape, I f- thought I might take a look at that as I want to get another chance. That's probably uh, probably a little bit better than looking at two kickers. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, for uh, all of that and much more from G, make sure you stay tuned to the blog. It can be found at thewrongfootball.com. Are you ready for some football? Right then, we're going to have a look at the uh, the, the uh, week seventeen picks. It's uh, yeah, the, the final picks for the year, and uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much done, isn't it? You, you're 
<laughs> you say that I could have another spectacularly bad week and if you pick pick up games in week 17 anything could happen it, it's an odd have, week I would have to pick up 10 games it's 134 to 125 okay at the minute you know <laughs> yeah not not good before we do that we're going to have a uh, we've got an extra point we've got a uh, another extra point that my dad was actually we're actually uh, talking about this on Christmas day so yeah, uh, yeah. very festive a festive yeah. extra point it, well it, it's not but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your, your extra point this week is and now I can I can see the whites of your eyes and ask you the question. This is uh, strange. Who was the last non-quarterback to win the NFL MVP, and when was it? Oh, oh, oh! That's a great question. I can see the face of panic this this week. Well, it's interesting because there's been a few, but um, I don't think it's him. I'm <laughs> blanking on anybody else. Okay. This is a Super Bowl MVP. I don't think it's the last non-quarterback one, but I'm pretty sure... Not Super Bowl. An NFL MVP. Oh, NFL MVP. Oh, oh. Because that was my my first thought. Oh, man. I'm going to have to hurry you. Reggie White in about 87. (laughs) No, it's actually a lot more recent than that. It was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Because oh, he came back from that and, and that, he nearly hit 2,000 yards, didn't he? Did. he? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be ages ago. Yeah, now that makes total sense now that I'm not, you know, trying to do it I didn't get <laughs> under that. pressure. I didn't get that one either. It was, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, I, I have a feeling I know why your um, father had an idea who it was. Yes, yeah, <laughs> funny that. Um, well, uh, we're going to uh, have a look at the, uh, the week 12 picks and let me tell you now how I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick all of the road teams. Really? I am picking all of the road teams this week. Is there a reason for this? With the exception of the of the Dolphins. Well, because basically I've lost <laughs> and I've got nothing to play for. I'm picking, I'm going to plump for the road teams. Okay, let's go through the games and see if this holds true <laughs> once you see the points. So the, uh, the first one is the Bears and the Vikings. The Bears are the road team uh, and they're given 12 and a half points. I'm going to go with Chicago. Um... I'm not sure because I don't know who's playing. Um, and this is always the problem with these. It's a funny it's, week. It's a really funny week. Um, I think I'm plumping for the Vikings. That is a lot of points, but they have a real home field advantage and the Bears just have not been convincing at all this season. No. Um, same old question. I can't believe I'm still asking this. Are the Browns going to get their first win this week? Does They're it, playing the Steelers. I think they might cover. I think they finally found a points total that where, where they might cover because the, the Steelers have a nasty tendency to play down and I just feel that I'm not sure they're going to beat them by 15 except the Browns keep failing to cover we're going to see the first 0-16 season we're going to see the second 0-16 season the Lions did it oh of course they did of course they did well it's the uh, the, the Browns are the road team I'm going to go with them uh, they're given 14 and a half points which is a lot of points yeah I might be joining you with those points <laughs> um, third game it's the, uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles uh, two and a half points given to Philadelphia I'm going to go with Dallas I think think I'm going with the Eagles because um, the Cowboys don't have anything to play for. It's a divisional game, so I expect it to still be competitive and I'm getting points at home with a good team. That, that's just a too good a spot to give mm. up. Uh, Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. Packers making the trip to Detroit uh, and they're given seven and a half points. They're going to have Brett Hundley again, aren't they? That feels like too many points. Brett Hundley has surprisingly been better on the road than he has been mm. in Green Bay. Um there'll probably be a letdown the Lions not being in, in in the playoffs and so I just feel that's too many points so you're, you're going for I, I think I, yeah I'm, I think I'm going for the Packers to cover 
Texans and Colts. Um, the, the the Texans are given three and a half points, and I think that's a funny line. I'm, I'm going to go for the Texans, and I think I would have gone for the Texans anyway. I'm not sure about this one, because the Colts have sort of put together bits where they've looked okay. They've never looked great, don't get me wrong. But What a, what a glowing review. You've had bits where you've looked okay. Well, yeah, given that they've been without Andrew Luck all season, you know, I, I'm fairly certain that Colts fans are, 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 have heard a lot worse through the year. But um, the Texans have seen, you know, quietly, have been really bad in the last few weeks, mm. you know. They didn't move the ball through the air. Was it 93 yards you were saying earlier yeah, in this yeah. very pod? So I don't have any faith in them at all. So, But it doesn't feel like I should pick the Colts to win with three and a half. I, I'm backing the Colts and hating it. <laughs> well, the uh, the Jets are making the, the relatively short trip to uh, to Foxborough uh, to play the New England Patriots. Uh, 15 and a half points they're given. That's a lot of points. That is a huge amount of points, but every time I bet against the Patriots, I lose. So the I'm... Patriots have got nothing to lose. They're 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 not going to be. They're not going. They're they've got their home field advantage. I think like you've got to pick the Jets with that amount of points, mm. but I just know that Bill Belichick is going to make me suffer for it. Yeah. Um, Redskins Giants Washington against New York. The uh, New York are given three and a half points at home. Washington. Yep, agreed. What if I pick every road game? But, well, it's it's kind of getting that way. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> noticing that. To be honest, I, I don't feel I don't feel half as bad about picking the road teams as I thought I would. Um, Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, this will be a good game. This will be a hell of a good game. Three and a half points given to Carolina. Falcons need this game to get in. Um, they do. I'm not that impressed with the Falcons. Um, we'll need to keep an eye, and I get the feeling you'll be putting in these games whilst I'm on holiday on Sunday, and I will be <laughs> popping them in, because um, we'll need to have a better idea of who's starting and who isn't. But um, I'm leaning Panthers at the moment, I have to say. Yeah, I'm going to be going Panthers. Uh, in the exception to every rule, I'm not going to go for the, uh, the, the, the road team in the next one. Uh, it's the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are at home. Uh, they're given two and a half points. Uh, I want us to stop the Bills from... I want us to extend the Bills' miserable existence. You see, here's the thing. I was going to apologise for rooting against your team until you made that last <laughs> statement. And I understand that that's a divisional statement, but I want to reach out to all Bills fans listening and say, I will be with you. I, and, you know, There's nothing more miserable than not getting into playoffs for that long, except possibly always losing in the playoffs in the first <laughs> round. But you know, I will be supporting the Bills and whatever other teams you need to, to, to get get into the playoffs. And so I'm backing the Bills in this one. Speaking of always losing in the, uh, the, the first round of the playoffs... The Bengals, uh, Bengals and the Ravens meet on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, it's nine and a half points given to Cincinnati, and I'm going to be picking them. Yes, uh, these teams don't like each other, and although the Ravens have looked better in recent weeks, I, it still feels like that is too many points in an AFC North game that I mm. suspect will likely be quite close. Yeah, uh, Chiefs Broncos. Uh, Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, three, three and a half points given to the given to the Chiefs. That's just bizarre. That's a wrong line, isn't it? Well, yes and no, because um, oh, with the I suppose with the quarterback, with their, their, their yeah, they're starting for, their rookie quarterback. Because I don't think we discussed this earlier, but um, rookie quarterback Patrick Mahomes is going to be starting this yeah, game, so yeah. um, this might actually be worth thinking about longer. I'm really tempted to watch this game just because I'm tempted to, to to look at Mahomes, but I'm not sure that's a good <laughs> enough reason for you to allow us to cover it next week <laughs> in the podcast. But I am quite keen to see him. Yeah, uh, Jaguars have had a great season this uh, thus, thus far, especially compared to previous years. Uh, they're playing the Titans and they're given five and a half points. 
this uh, this has got to be based on the idea that they're through to the playoffs already. Yeah, but do you not think that they'll want to stick it to a division rival and stop them from making the playoffs? Of course they will. Yeah, absolutely. This is I'm. I, I would be going for the Jaguars even if I wasn't picking all the road teams. Yeah, no, this is a five and a half half point game, and that just seems an offline. I think the Jackson, the Jags will cover that and could very well win. Yeah, what I'm not quite so uh, so pleased about going for the uh, road team on is this next one. It's the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, Raiders are taking the trip to Los Angeles. Uh, they are also given seven and a half points. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of my reaction I'm sat here going well the Chargers haven't looked great and so I'm not sure they should be giving seven and a half points to anyone except no. the Raiders have really looked pretty poor and the Chargers need this win to get into the playoffs yeah. I very strongly believe that the Chargers will win the game but I'm very iffy about whether they'll cover that line mm. well uh, yeah I, I'm, of course I'm going to be going for the uh, for the Raiders I'm also going to be going for the 49ers against the Rams uh, it's three and a half three and a half points are given to the 49ers who do, if you just seen this line six weeks ago and seen that the, the 49ers were given three and a half points against the Rams? Now, I think some of this is to do with the fact that Sean McVay said he's going to be resting some starters okay. and they've got some injuries. So um, it might not be such a bad thing because, you know, the legend of Jimmy G continues and he's not been, <laughs> um, he's not been defeated yet. And who are we to, to pick against him, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, well, I'll be, I'll be picking with them. So... Uh... Yeah, um, I'm also going to be picking the New Orleans Saints, uh, who are going to Tampa to play the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers give them seven and a half points. I'm kind of tempted by the Bucks in this one. Yeah? Just because they've been out for a while. James Winston played okay in the last game, and they were close, and they've, they've got a couple of close clubs in the last week. Yeah. And I like the Saints, but I don't know um, what's going to be going on with how hard they'll be playing when they're in the playoffs and resting up for the wildcard weekend. So... I kind of think I fancy the Bucks to cover cover that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then the the final game, uh, the last game we're going to do a pick 'em for, is the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Uh, the Cardinals are given eight and a half points, uh, and as they are on the road, they are also given my pick. How are you feeling about that? Dan? Not particularly great, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I I think if I was doing serious picks, I would be going for the Seahawks. I'm. See, it's at home, Seahawks' home advantage has been tested. In fact, you know, the Rams went in and absolutely demolished them at home. Mm, they did. Um, but, you know, it was the most Seahawks thing imaginable to turn around to beat the Cowboys last week. Still have an outside shot at the playoffs. I can see them winning. I think I'm leading Cardinals. I'm not really not sure. I think I'll probably end up with Seahawks. I need to do my usual process and see what I think. Fair enough. And that is us done. That is the picks done for 2017. A solemn moment indeed. Absolutely. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. If you've uh, liked what you've heard, please do remember to give us a like and a subscribe, and maybe even a review through whatever medium you procure your podcast. It really does help us to get into as many ears as we possibly can. Next week, we'll be looking at the final week of the regular season and bidding farewell to 20 teams for another year while we'll be taking a look ahead to the playoffs, and in particular, wildcard week. In the meantime, make sure you check out thewrongfootball.com for more from the mind of G. And remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do either by dropping us an email to twfpodcast at outlook com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at TWFDam. Thanks again for listening. Have a fantastic new year and we'll see you again next week. I love you, darling.